Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. Do you think there's a little PTSD somewhere in there in the biathlon? I mean, you've got somebody wore out to their wits end, and now you're going to hand them a rifle? <laughs> Is that really a good idea? I mean, I'd be like that one girl, Carrie Strug, and she made that jump with a broken ankle. I could do that. Live from Texas, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. that it's brent and landon and this is the dryline farmer podcast this is the dryline farmer podcast it's amazing how she gets that right every single episode uh landon we got landon nolan here as always how's it going oh it's going good brent what are you up to i am well right now i'm in the middle of recording a podcast episode for this week's episode yeah yeah you same. Same. same it's, always, it's always amazing how we're on the same page every single time yeah <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Landon, we got some weather the last couple of ways, which I guess we have weather every day, but um, there was some interesting times this uh, last 48 hours. We had a, uh, oh gosh, what did we have? We had 50, set, well, no, we had what, 75 degree weather, and then we had, we were in the middle of a blizzard warning, a red flag warning, tornado watches, uh, what else was going on? It was a, it was a just a whole smorgasbord of weather uh, warnings and events, and yeah, that's that, when that's when that you know you're. That cold pretty rough on my sunburns from the day before. Yeah, you know it's uh, it really burns when you get in those deep, those really deep ones, like on the top of your head and all that good stuff. It's um, it's just really hard to get covered up. But yeah, we um, which we were in Houston last week, so that's why we didn't have an episode. But um, it was it was actually pretty cool down there. And then that day, I guess it was what Thursday. They had those terrible fires over there, what, at Eastland? And I guess it blew all the way, like the city of Houston. Like, we woke up that morning and got outside, and it was smell. It was wildfire smoke. It wasn't smog. The whole damn city was covered up in, I guess, those wildfires, um, the remnants of that. And it was, it was pretty, I mean, like all morning. And it was blowing down in Houston. I didn't think it blew in Houston very much. It was, you know, going blowing a good, you know, 20 miles an hour all well, during the day, and heck, we drove into the a headwind all the way back, all, pretty much all the way back from Houston to home, which is a, you know, a pretty good stretch when you're crossing Texas. We put on, we put on sixteen hundred miles this past week on the old pickup and trailer, so it yeah. was. Um, we went all the way from Hereford, Texas, down to Houston, and then we made it down to the uh, right down to the coast, which is obviously not very far from Houston, but. We uh, got down there on the ship channel and checked some stuff out. That's the first time I'd ever been to the San Jacinto uh, Memorial. You ever been down there? I haven't been to that. Nope. Yeah, so it's uh, looks it's an obelisk, which is what the Washington Monument is, and it's actually like 10, 15 feet taller than the Washington Monument, which I thought was uh, was pretty impressive. So um, is it is it cooler than the Alamo? It's I remember it. I mean, that's how you yeah. want to put it. Um, it's kind of hard to forget, but it's just a big, you know. It's just like the Washington Monument, except it's made out of different, like stone instead of blocks, or I don't, I don't remember what limestone or whatever. Is it, as, is it as cool as that Chevy Silverado that got flipped over in the tornado and just kept driving? So, you want to expound on that? 
Well, it's just a video. Well, so, okay, the reason I ask is because there's one guy that commented, watch this video where this guy goes, a tornado goes through him, flips him over, and he drives on like nothing ever happened. I'm like, I guarantee you that dude didn't continue driving on like nothing happened. Yeah, he <laughs> continued driving, but that smell you smelled in the pickup yeah. was him shitting his yeah. pants. Yeah, he was he was driving to the nearest toilet paper store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that I mean, was that in Texas? Oh, I would assume so. Well, I find that somewhat bigoted, uh, Ron. What is an well, average Texas well, tornado? We had, like, we had like half a dozen tornadoes yesterday. Did we? Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know because they they were having watches and stuff over in Louisiana and Alabama and that kind of stuff. Did you see that one that crossed over I thirty five and like one of those? Big ass lights, you know, it's off in the distance. One of those big ass lights that light up the highway just like goes down. Uh uh-uh. uh, I hadn't seen that. Crazy. Now I saw I saw a picture of some wind turbines that were like all droopy looking after a yeah, tornado. They were, all, they were all sad. They looked all like sad little uh, flowers in like October or something. You know, <laughs> the petals are all turned down and they're depressed and everything, and they want to kill themselves. Because they got, they got all those teeth, no toothbrush. <laughs> all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> Which I guess if that had been in Louisiana, that would work. That'd have been, that'd have been right on the money. <laughs> True. Well, guess what? Mom is wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, it was some pretty crazy stuff, uh, pretty crazy weather. Um, and, you know, we drove, like I said, we drove back. And, I mean, it was, even for down there, I think it was dry. I mean, it was still green. Like, they can be dry and still be green. Like all the way up to say, before you get to Abilene, I mean, it can still be dry and be green up here. It's dry, it's dry, it's dead. So it's uh, it's all about perspective and um, where you live. So yeah, but no, it's a it was a pretty wild, pretty wild weekend of weather and pretty wild weekend of um, just life in general, you know. So uh, which wildness kind of leads us into this week's uh, episode. Landon ran across a brilliant, a brilliant um, idea. I don't know if this is a brand new idea or it, it's an, now the idea was the app, right? I think so. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, Landon, what first caught your eye about this now? So we're going to, I'm going to be reading from, this is a food and wine website, foodandwine.com. And, um, have you ever hit anything on the highway, Landon, other than like maybe a dog or a bird or a small child? Like anything exotic? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> nothing exotic. Nothing exotic. What's the biggest thing you've hit on the highway? Man, I don't know. I don't, I haven't hit much. Like a, you never hit a deer? No, I never hit a deer. You're going to go shoot a deer? <laughs> I don't think I ever hit a dog. Um, never hit a dog. Pretty, I, I've hit pheasant. I've hit birds, yeah. Yeah, that that would be mine. The summer before I went to went to college, I had a pheasant damn near come through the windshield. Wow. So, yeah, I hit one square on the windshield, and it just freaking shattered it. But yeah. uh, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I was probably I couldn't have been more than nine or ten. My dad had just bought a new pickup up in I think it was in Tampa, and it was me and him and one of my brothers. And it was a uh, whatever year that had been. That had been probably about ninety. It was a brand new half ton Ford extended cab. Anyway, so we go up to Pampa, and for those of you not local, that's you know that's what a good hour and a half drive. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Anyway, so we make the entire drive home. We are a mile away from home, and we hit an owl with a side view mirror. And I mean, it just craters it in. I don't know if it actually broke it or anything, but I remember it sounded like you were hitting a freaking a concrete mailbox, is what it sounded like. But um, so, yeah, owls, pheasants. Um, you ever got anything in the radiator? Cat? No. You ever, ever started up with a cat sitting on the fan? Man, I haven't, man. I always heard about those stories. I was always terrified mm-hmm. when I was little, thinking our cat tree would get chopped up. <laughs> so, that's, if that cat had nine lives, he'd just spin them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now it's a proud pussycat. <laughs> but anyway, so, well, that leads us into um, what we're talking about. Now, Landon Fountain ran across this. This is up in Wyoming. And um, so the title of this article is Wyoming Now Has an App that lets residents claim roadkill. Now, what do you think? Now, how do apps come about? Like, what would what would inspire somebody to produce an app for something? I can only imagine that, like two people were fighting over some carcass. But I mean, no, just in general, like for apps, what would like if somebody wants to create an app for something? What what does like something require an app? Like it's got to be popular is what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, a, a need. A need, a need for an app. It, it, it requires a need for it. And what I'm getting at is picking up roadkill for dinner is so popular that somebody created an app for it. That's what I'm getting at. The state, so the, the article has the subtitle, the state passed a law allowing residents to pick up and presumably, uh, that's what they do afterwards, <laughs> eat animals struck by vehicles last spring. So now let me reread that. The state passed a law allowing residents to pick up and presumably eat animals struck by vehicles last spring. So now did they pass the law last spring or they're allowing people to eat animals that got struck last spring? <laughs> yeah, you need to specify. I wonder if there's a I wonder if there's another app for apps before you eat the roadkill. An app, an app for, for apps? Like, like appetizers? Oh, yeah. they're called appetizers. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. That, that's a question we're going to have to delve into. But um, So anyway, so last April, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon signed a bill into law that allows residents of the state to collect roadkill that they either hit with their own vehicles or find on the side of the road. So let's, let's start off with the... Um, A little side note here. So what that's saying is, is it was illegal to pick up roadkill before this law was enacted. What would have been uh, the, what would have been the crime? Like, you know, first degree what? Unlittering. I mean, (laughs) yeah. De-roadkilling or unlawful cleaning of the highway. I bet that's probably possible. And um, so you think they had to have like a sign on the side of the road because otherwise that's just entrapment. So do they, so the signs, so the signs that have the deer in the circle with the cross going across it, that didn't mean no deer. That says you can't pick up dead deer. I mean, you know, that's, you could go either way with that. It should have like a sign of like this dude, like just eating the guts out of a, out of a deer. So, you know how they have that so they have the road construction signs where it's got the picture like the silhouette of the guy looks like he's shoveling with a hard hat. Yeah. All they needed to do is like paint a little dog on top of the shovel and then put him in a circle with a cross over it and say and no. 
They need like a picture of Han Solo cutting open that animal when they had to get the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess what they could have done is instead of the <laughs> shovel, they could have turned it into like a made it like a spatula. There you go. <laughs> and then have the dead animal on top of the spatula and then, you know, have the uh, anti I wonder, or the I wonder how many I wonder how many like random grills are gonna be like set up on the in the medians. Well, I mean that's what those what do you think those all those rest stops are for? There you go. So yeah, it's um it, it's a quick it's a it's a quick road to plate type of thing. Um Great. Every highway crossover has, I call the poles, have a have a little charcoal grill. <laughs> last, you know? last rest area to kill your roadkill for the next 85 miles. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it continues on. It says, there are some restrictions. They can't pick up bighorn. Now, this is in Wyoming. They can't pick up bighorn sheep, grizzly bears, mountain goats, or some migratory birds, and they have to take the entire carcass with them. If you're going to eat that, you're going to eat everything on your plate. Instead of standing on the shoulder selecting prime cuts of meat, cuts, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if that thing is roadkill, there ain't a prime cut left. Yeah, it's all yeah, it, it's all ground meat at that point. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to tenderize that meat. <laughs> no, you certainly don't. Put a little Worcestershire sauce on it and call it a day. You know, there's gonna be a guy that opens up a store that's like on the side of the road, like some shack just. Handing out cuts of meat. <laughs> right, right. They're gonna go to. They're gonna be in Headley, Texas, and put them right next to the peach and apple yeah. stands. <laughs> that's gonna, that's he's not. Gonna, gonna, he's gonna be the guy with the cattle guard all around his car. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be like that Kenny Rogers Roasters episode. That's not gonna be good for business. <laughs> that's not yeah. gonna be good for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So it continues on deer, elk, moose, pronghorn. Those will be the species that folks primarily have an interest in, uh, the Game and Fish Department Chief Game Warden said. So what now this... A, go ahead. What about a cow that gets hit? Well, I mean, I would have to think so. Do I mean, this article takes into no account of the possible... If you hit a deer... Okay, a deer's one thing. But if you hit an elk or a moose with your vehicle... Are you going to have much of an appetite? Because those yeah. aren't like running over a rabbit on a turn row. I mean, yeah. what are you what are you going to do with the people that died in that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are, are the people? Uh, forgive the pun, but are the people fair game? I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, okay. I got to take a sip of my Corona here. Okay. So, deer, elk, moose, pronghorn, and your closest loved ones. Those will be the species that folks primarily have an interest in. Now, this article says Wyoming is one of around 30 states that allows its residents to help themselves to roadkill and to eat the meat if they're so inclined. But it might be the only place in the U.S. that has a roadkill-based smartphone app. Now, Landon, we did a little deep dive on this. And from EINnews.com, this article is from November of last year, so this is current. Roadkill is legal to take off the road take off the road in every US state except Texas. That I was surprised. So just real quick on this article it says in America it's legal to take deer, elk, moose and other roadkill found or collided with for consumption to process into roast, steak, tenderloins or burger. 
So yeah, it says everywhere you can take roadkill in 49 states. So uh, when it comes down to Texas, they have a little side note. It says since 2007, with the passage of House Bill 12, the Texas legislature says it is unlawful to hunt any wild bird or animal on a public road or the right-of-way of public road. This includes roadkill hunting. Now, they capitalized roadkill hunting like it's a restaurant. This includes roadkill hunting. It is unlawful to pick up roadkill. So, why, though? Uh, duh, block traffic. <laughs> so, um, everybody, what would you say the percentage of roadkill is um, as far as being an accident versus on purpose? I mean, you got to figure it's at least 9010 uh, accident, well, the, don't you figure? Well, the on purpose is going to go up now with this roadkill mm-hmm, app. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine somebody picking up a rabbit? <laughs> so let's say, like, we've had cats get run over. We've had, you know, all that good stuff. If it's, and like, so we live on, uh, you know, a pretty, I would say it's a pretty busy highway. It's a real busy highway, actually. It's it just. Remind me to not eat Asian food in Wyoming. <laughs> They always said you never saw any dogs around Hunan's. That was the running joke. So Man, that is true. Oh, but um, this is a pretty busy highway that we live on. How? I mean, if you don't, if you're not there, let's just say, like two hours, and it's just like the size of a rabbit or a cat. That thing is no longer has any shape. The only shape it has is one shape: the shape of the highway. So I mean, unless this thing's getting picked, unless you're picking this thing up while it's while it's still wiggling, it's gonna be goo in a matter of minutes because we've got trucks, everything going up, and we got lots of trucks going up and down the highway, and um, it's just, um, I mean, you've got to be. <laughs> so I could. So what I'm getting at is I can kind of see him saying people are gonna start doing this on purpose because if you're not right on top of it, that thing's gonna be. It's going to be a soup at best by the time you find it, if you're just not like right on top of it. If you're if your back straps you're fixed to eat have tread marks on them, you probably shouldn't. Probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't eat not. It. I mean, it, I'm not judging, but I wouldn't do it. You know, that's just me though. So yeah, but um, I was like, okay, okay. So continuing on here as I lisp, did I just lisp? Okay. Um, According to the AP, a roadkill feature has been added to the state's Department of Transportation app, and it allows people to claim those carcasses by entering the species, tagging the location, and confirming that the animal was not killed illegally. Do you figure they you also have to have those reflective triangles like the trucks do when they break down on the side of the road? <laughs> oh, dude, man, mom, check it out. Somebody else has got a flat. Nope, they're just eating, getting supper. Uh, so the AP reports that the app also allows the... They're just getting that deer we saw three days ago. <laughs> oh, God, last spring. Yeah, it's laying in the freaking ditch. The AP reports that the app also allows the uh, collector to read the rules for retrieving roadkill and to review the state's roadkill-related safety regulations. I always figured uh, safety regulation on roadkill is don't. Yeah. It says... Like reminding them that they can't pick anything up within the state's national parks and they can't give any of the meat to charity organizations. Oh man, you got to be a classy individual to give some roadkill to the local 4 H club. That brings a whole new meaning to the 
to the word food drive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you've been working on that one all day. I can tell. Yeah. Oh can you, man. Can you imagine uh, the increase on the sales of like mustard and ketchup? Oh God. Condiments in Wyoming are going to go through the roof. I mean, it's all, uh, so the supply chain is already at a freaking critical breaking point. Now we've got a ketchup and mustard crisis going on. Um, you, <laughs> so if you run them out, run them over on your on your place, like at your ranch or whatever, and like you bring in like six trucks for to haul cattle out, would it become ranch dressing at that point? I mean, <laughs> okay, that one didn't work too good. So the Department of Transportation and Game and the Fish Department also hope that by reviewing geotags that show where animals were hit by cars. They'll get a better sense of where vehicle on animal collisions are happening. I, I I'm glad it didn't say vehicle versus animal collisions, like they say, like car versus pedestrian collisions. Because I just, you know, who's winning that? It's not a versus. It's a one. It's a one-sided show. They're gonna get a better sense of diarrhea, is what they're oh, gonna. Oh God, man! According to the Game and Fish Department, Wyoming drivers and big game are involved in around six thousand in, in, incidents every year. And about 85% of those accidents are with mule deer. People are going to be driving through, like, flocks of turkey. I mean. You probably don't want to hit a turkey. I bet those things are pretty solid, too. I would imagine. Uh, this says in parentheses here, it says, The agency estimates that around 4% of the state's mule deer population are killed by vehicles annually. It's not the vehicle. It's the person driving the vehicle. Some why, Some... Some Wyoming, like if I would start, like I would try to buy some highway up, and then you could then you could market it as free range chicken. I mean that would that would be pretty easy. Some Wyoming state legislatures have tried for over a decade to pass a roadkill collection bill, but it failed to make it to the governor's desk until last year. There were some complaints from people who had hit animals or had seen other people hit animals, and they were like, "Well, heck." It's dead. I don't want the government telling me I can't take something I accidentally hit if the meat's good. <laughs> State. This is an actual quote. State Representative Dan Zwanitzer, who repeatedly sponsored the bill, told The Economist. One of the reasons the bill met resistance is because some legislators were concerned that drivers would intentionally strike trophy animals with their vehicle or that poachers would falsely claim that they'd hit an animal with their car. Quote, we have we know all the we uh, I'm sorry, quote, we know that a lot of carcasses won't have a lot of animal portion left on them by the time the people's getting to these houses and processing them, but I think the proponents argues that this could provide an opportunity for somebody to take home some wild game, put that to good use and then puts it in these freezer for consumption, King said. So if that occurs, I think it's a beneficial product of this legislation. Unquote. <laughs> The only thing poachers are going to do is like continue to shoot animals and then go run them over after. Okay, so a poacher, like a, a mule deer poacher, what would they be like? You know, poachers over in Africa, they get like the the ivory from the elephants and, you know, all the exotic game. What do poachers for mule deer get? I mean, what are they getting? They just probably I'm, cut the head off and. I mean, what's the. Um, is it the meat? Huh? Probably just the head, I bet. And what are they? I mean, what are they getting for it? Just a prize, like a trophy, or because they're not selling it? I assume they just keep it and hang it up in their house. I don't. So they're poaching it just to put it on their wall. We're both drinking right now. And I don't know. 
<clears throat> I don't either. I don't get that one. If you uh, have any ideas on that, uh, contact us at Trader Brent and Landon. Yeah, maybe we can get an interview with a poacher next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll be on. That. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put a uh, Twitter blast. Uh, all poachers, please respond. DM me. <laughs> I just hate deer. I want to kill them all. <laughs> that dude. That could be our first. That could be our first uh, dark silhouette interview where we could distort their voice. I just gonna do uh, put up on my walls what I do <laughs> like those drug commercials like those uh, drug uh, documentaries uh, it, it, where it says former mule <laughs> we could have one that says former mule deer you know you know that you know the people that came up with this law were like we got a shitload of dead animals we need to get them cleaned up we don't want to do it yeah right we just let people eat them okay <laughs> okay <laughs> they bought it <laughs> they're doing it so um, here is a list. Of the Roadkill Art Eight app regulation category, so and this is this app is on. It, it came about on the, uh, I guess the Wyoming's Game and Wildlife all, um, website or whatever. So number one, yes, one can take Roadkill. Two, yes, one can take Roadkill, but must first get permission. Oh, these are categories. These aren't these aren't guidelines. These are categories. First category, yes, you can take roadkill. Yes, you can take roadkill, but one must first get permission from the police. Call 911. Number three, yes, you can one take roadkill. Huh? One must share. <laughs> yeah, one, one must bring enough for the entire police yeah. squadron. Well, yeah, number three, yes, one can take roadkill, but a salvage permit is required. So does that mean... You start the day out like you you've planned a roadkill collection day because I mean you got to get the permit. I guess that's on the app though, so yeah. you can get that. Do you have to get the permit like twenty four hours before you plan on picking up roadkill? Or okay, so category number four: Yes, you can take roadkill, but a permit is required from Natural Resources. Number five: Call nine one one. No known law specifically about roadkill. I don't get that category. Number six: Yes, one can take roadkill, but one must notify authorities. Boy, this is not proofread at all. Yes, one can take roadkill, but one must notify authorities by the one who took it, maybe is what it's trying to say. Number seven, yes, one can take roadkill, but one is required to file a particular permit, tag license or report, see one state. And number eight, the category of no one can take roadkill. It is illegal. So under the Department of Transportation, now this is on the federal level, level, which has a cooperative agreement with an agency in each state's government to provide information on all qualifying fatal crashes in the state involving animals. These agreements are managed by the National Center for Statistics and Analysis. How would you like to be... <laughs> I wouldn't think... Uh, you'd be kind of a peon at the National Center for Statistics and Analysis if you're in the roadkill division. How, how bad would you have had to have effed up? To... <laughs> you eff up Everything! Everything! <laughs> Probably on the side, you have to like make a like a roadkill recipe book. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think some of the some of the recipes would be like? You got like rumble <laughs> rumble rumble strip rumble strip roast soup. <laughs> rumble strip steak. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> rumble strip steak. Uh, no past the barbecue sauce lane. Uh, let's see what else could we have. Um, medium, medium mud pie. <laughs> medium mud pie. Uh, gravel. Let's see. Uh, exit ramp. I don't know. We we should have thought of those. <laughs> huh? Median mud and chops. <laughs> du duly flavored. 
uh, <laughs> rabbit stew or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, there's all kinds of stuff you could go there. So here's some interesting facts. Roadkill stuff. Good Lord, nobody. This must have been like a, an artificial intelligence something wrote this. This was probably written by the people that eat roadkill. Right, yeah, after they ate it, right after they ate it. Roadkill, yeah. this says road, roadkill statics. I'm pretty sure it's probably meant to say roadkill statistics reported that, uh, reported by FARS, which is, I don't know, something made up probably. Are accurate numbers coming from reported animal fatality documents? In, in 2019, there were 36,000 reported animal fatalities in the U.S., with a total of 1.8 million pounds of meat reported by NARS. I guess that's the NARD dog or something for 2019. And estimating that an average 50 pounds of meat per big game, Roadkill provided an average known 7.219 million meals. One pound of ground meat, naturally, will provide four good size. I love how this is written. One pound of ground meat will provide four good size burgers. 50 pounds of meat processed into burger steaks, roast, or stew meat goes a long way. The police and DNR continually utilize roadkill deer and big game, not wasting fresh, free meat by getting it to a person wanting it or a soup kitchen with skilled game meat processors and chefs. Boy, I mean, if, if that doesn't motivate you to go get a job uh, versus wondering if you got roadkill soup at the soup kitchen, I don't know what will. I mean, some people just can't be helped. Don't eat the chili. <laughs> don't eat the consomme. People do not usually report to the police roadkill squirrels, coon, raccoons, or smaller critters, which do not cause damage to a vehicle, only to the animal. One company, Hills for Everyone, Reported in 2019, roads across the U.S. kill more than 1 million animals per day. I don't believe that. A statistic much higher than that from Nard, the Nard dog. Uh, they don't have any. They don't have give any reference how they calculated their estimate. They just thought million was a nice round number. They're probably counting like bugs you get on your windshield. Yeah, right. How they must do it. Because there's no bugs in what? Alaska, Maine. I'm sure the bugs are pretty hard to come by up there. I bet dentists are going to love this too because you're going to be having a lot of cracked teeth with all the gravel in your meat. <laughs> I mean, you worry enough about going and, you know, if you if you hunt some pheasant or whatever and you get buckshot. Mm. Mm. What if it's like next to a pond and like it floods? Yeah. And like some fish, fish get stuck on the road. Oh, God. That kind of roadkill, even though they may not have gotten run over. So like up here, when it actually does rain and all the toads come out onto the highway and it's like a freaking zombie holocaust, I mean, are people, people aren't picking up toad legs. I mean, are they? Well, we, we used to have a guy that would buy hay from us and he was telling us about how it rained in Hereford one night a bunch and like uh -huh. the, the fish from the aquatic center pond. Yeah. Like floated up on the floated up on 15th Street. He was telling us how they were perfect for the skillet. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> probably went to Tacchiera Jalisco. Is probably what it went to. Don't... I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat anything out of that pond that I caught, let alone something that flushed up on the highway. I wouldn't stick anything in that water. There's so much goose shit going around that shore. God Almighty, you got to be. Um, what does it say? Uh, they have that annual ki fish for kids or whatever they call it. Uh, kids fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, we're not. I'm not taking my kids there. We're gonna go to a spring in Red River or something. 
You wouldn't you wouldn't have to pull my leg to catch and release. No, you would not. I don't even want to catch catch it. Yeah. Which knowing my fishing, I, I won't really have to worry about that. But I digress. So, uh, Landon, would you ever be hungry enough for roadkill? I mean, I guess you would. I mean, it'd have to be pretty That'd fresh be though. Pretty like you'd hungry. have to hit it yourself. If I if I like you know hit a deer right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe oh. <laughs> if I was really hungry. Oh man, I tell you what. If I had a chainsaw or something with me. I'm trying to. So, like I said, I think the only thing, like if you hit like the pheasant with the windshield, wouldn't it be the best if it like hit your windshield, floated over the top of your roof, and landed in your bed? You wouldn't even have to stop. If you if you hit a pheasant with your car and kill it, and you want to eat it, you you might as well eat the corn that's in its gullet. Cause, <laughs> oh god, yeah. Cause the meat's not going to be any good. No, it's not. I don't care if you, you couldn't hit it perfect enough, and it would. Uh, no. no, no, you could. If you if you did, you wouldn't even know you hit it. No, uh. Uh-uh. So no, I'm kind of a. I mean, I guess everybody gets hungry enough in their lifetime that they can, um, yeah, that they can eat some roadkill. Uh, well, Landon, um, switching gears here real quick. Did you do you a NCAA bracket? I did a couple of them. I did two of them. Yeah, how's it looking? Oh, they're going pretty good so far. I got Tech winning one of them over I forget who they're beating, and then I've got Arizona beating Duke in the other ones. So I see. So well, regardless of what happens in the Tech game, I've got one of those teams moving on. So what is your take on this upcoming matchup with Duke? Oh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if we play like we did Sunday night, we're, we're gonna not going to win. We play like we did first round. We got a pretty good chance. Yeah, yeah. If we play like we did against Iowa State, the first game of the Big Twelve tournament, we should win pretty easy. So that one call that was pretty interesting. Where we should we we should have had an offensive goaltending. <laughs> I didn't know that was a where he grabbed the rim before right before he dunked yeah, it. That Not that it would have mattered. I mean, he would have. It didn't affect the shot any. But no, but I never even thought of that as counting. Yeah, but. I mean, it didn't affect the game any. I mean, <laughs> He would have made it, which if he wouldn't have done it, it would, he would still would have made it. But I know back when I used to dunk, I would just you know dunk normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that one, like that one time you broke the backboard. What was? <laughs> did you grab on first and then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've not. Really, no, I've, you can you can look up a highlight of Daryl Dawkins. He played in like the seventies and eighties. He was good, but he would he would break the backboard all the time. Okay. You should look at those highlights anyway. But there's one where he goes up, and these are like the old school basketball goals. He like grabs like a pipe behind the backboard and comes up and dunks it. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be illegal too. I'm nowadays. pretty sure that would be uh yeah no points. Well, I didn't finish. I didn't fill out a, a, a tournament bracket this year. I didn't didn't get didn't get get it done in time, so I just didn't worry about it. But. It have probably sucked pretty bad because I'm pretty certain I would have had Kentucky at least going into the second round and all the Man, yeah, all I the brackets. So, not that I um, have ever had a good bracket to begin with. So I guess you know I got that going for me. It kind of looks like roadkill after about 30 minutes on a busy interstate. Looks like supper. <laughs> yeah, it looks like supper. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, well, Landon. Let's see. Where can everybody find you on Twitter so they can uh, the poachers can reach you. No twit landing forty four. That's right. You can find him there, and you can find me at Trader Brent on Twitter, and of course you can find the podcast all over where you can find podcasts. And of course that is the Global Ag Network. Check out all the great podcasts there. 
Uh, we got no sponsors this week. We'll be back in line with some sponsors in the coming weeks. And we got Grino, we got Grasshopper coming back up, and FMC and some of those yeah. great guys. Mr. Mr. French is going to sponsor us next week. Mr. French. Good year. Good year and A1 are going to be our sponsors next week. So. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot of A1. A, yeah, A1 and um, Ranch Hand Grill Guards. So we've got all those great sponsors coming up. But, um, no, it was a good time. Uh, that, I'm glad you ran across that, Landon. That was some pretty good uh, food for thought. <laughs> tasty little episode. Uh, t- it's pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Well, guys. We're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Thanks for listening to us. And like I said, also check out our good friend, uh, Casey Seymour over there on the Moving Iron Podcast. I know he's, uh, I think he's been talking with some of his, uh, one of his Ukrainian friends over there and, um, and uh, getting some info over there. Well, I'm sure it's pretty interesting. But guys, until next time, y'all stay safe, y'all stay cool, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. There's podcasts, and then there's this, the Dryline Farmer Podcast.